Welcome to People Behind Business, Episode 5, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge ambitions. I'm your host, Rosemary Richards. On today's show, we're talking to the founder of an organization that has found a really productive way to give people who have struggled with addiction and abuse and endured human trafficking to feed their families and really just giving them a new sense of hope and community. Uh, and her name is Amber Runyon, and she's just going to talk a little bit about Legacy and Eleventh Candle, both which are organizations that are actively working to create that sense of hope, uh, both in the U.S. and other countries worldwide. So without further ado, I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. My name is Andrew, and I'm the founder of the Living Center. We're going to start off with this amazing quote I found on your website. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So, so I believe that we can teach little girls to do that they'll be the course that changes the world. But I, I believe more than that, that we can teach both of them to do that, little girls to force the world as you have to see. I would love to about uh, that quote, the Hawaiian case that. Yeah, I think it really comes from that we don't know what we're So, if we can begin to teach our little girls to dream at this point, they would be the first to the world. Um, but I believe more than that, we reinvest into our girls and women. Those girls that have grown up without the ability to dream or without the, the idea of being with them. Um, it'll be a person to go to get to see. So we've seen little girls that we've taught to dream, right? We've seen them all over and do incredible and inspiring things. Um, but we very rarely look into this brokenness of, uh, broken women and teach them how to dream. And so I think that they'll be the first people to go out and get to see. Yeah, absolutely. This is the idea of being potential is a, is a big thing for sure. So, um, one of the most memorable parts of this story is how you really yeah, so we, uh, I've, I've done a bunch of medical work over uh, overseas, and I've been there with the Ethiopia, where I brought up the girl she knew you, um, and, and her love, this kind of, you know, the, the love that we shared, and this, this instant kind of bond that we shared completely changed uh, my life, and just, it kind of what kept me going back over to Ethiopia time and time again, and, and I kind of uh, seen two little girls being trafficked in the middle of our daylight, then, um, and then, and kind of knew that I didn't have a good So, what is the new problem that you have to use for what it's happening for the cultural differences specifically? I think it's that, 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 and so really be able to identify like how we can come alongside them, not how we can be. I think it's just listening a lot more than what it's actually doing. Yeah, because I find it um work with you have to be really careful about that to show up these things and deserve. So that's a great approach. Uh I remember uh the video and uh some of the people talking about outside here at the city house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that, is that our laws and our actions are really to one another. We just can't send all culture. So 
love if you do it in English. It's spoken in many different ways, but it's spelled in the same way. And so if you're able to be able to break down that barrier, um, it's not about language, it's not about it's not about my language, it's your language, that we all have the exact same need, that we all have the exact same desire, and that's people want it, so that we really can love each other out of that place of out of that place of of universal love. Yeah, so people really need to be things with life. And so we have to strive to create that free space, a place where they can come and feel like they're loved and accepted just the way that they are. And they don't have to strive for it, they don't have to they don't have to be something. Um, and then creating that 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 safe space so that the people that are just around them are healthy and set the boundaries and do all these things. And then creating that purpose, the place where they the, we think how are we can get out of bed. This reason to want to become better. Do you find that you've got to move towards something where people are in situations of vulnerability in other countries because that helps that they're part of the cause? Absolutely. I think that that's what Arthur thinks a lot of our perspective here is that the women in our program represent that we're not working for the women in our program. We're looking for the women who are still on the street. We're looking for the kids in Africa. We're looking for the, the women in Africa, and that we're all that we're all really the same. And so I think it's keeping that concept perspective that we're working for you know the women who still on the street, not the ones that are program. The ones in our program are lucky to be getting the help that they need, getting the coaching and counseling, um, and then filling the opportunities. But it's the other people that are still out there are the ones that we're really working for and that we're striving. And I'm not sure that that happens. Giving people a sense of community too, as you were saying, be a big part of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Having, having never had to hear from your mom, when they, when they're welcomed in with just pure love, that we're here to help you, and we're here to serve you, um, really radically kind of changes the way that they view the world. So, uh, what kind of things have you noticed in some of the people that, uh, you've welcomed in? Do you have any examples to show? Yeah, I think that, like, one of the biggest changes you know, has been that one of our one of our women has moved up to Russia and so I really saw this leadership and quality and has continued to 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 speak into that and to grow that and to really kind of bring her up to the company. So that has been really cool to watch her start from our program to then be able to to be comfortable in the we'll leave in the following process and after her and be able to talk to them and speak with them about things that that other people really can't talk to but uh, yeah, I think one of my one of my favorite stories um, in the Louisiana Hotel is a woman in the one of the micro community microfinance over there, and she wanted a um, she wanted a, a faucet at in her hut to be able to have like a laundry service. And so for sixty five US dollars, she was able to take that and get a um, a water spigot. And has been able to serve some play other than inside of her. So she was able to take this, this business that was once just going to help her, and was able to help other women in her in some situation in her village. So, uh, how can we possibly do work from the candles at, uh, the Camera Phone to Legacy? How does that Yeah, so uh, Legacy is a, is a non-profit of other for-profit. So the non-profit provides the social counseling and the opportunities, the for-profit provides them 
things. And then some of the topics in our book talk that also help aid some of our work that we on that is very circular and that like wants to work together. That's kind of how we're able to continue to, to make it a better a better way to kind of serve the people who have both the nonprofit and the for-profit. And so there's not like a quote-unquote percentage of sales you go back to. It's, it's the 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 needle provide that we have. Okay. So um, what about the listeners who are interested in making that process over picking up the coffee and coffee? Yeah, I think that the, the, we kind of, as a society, have, have really built this lens of like, what nonprofits are supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. So, from a nonprofit standpoint, we think that they're not supposed to get money. They're, they're not supposed you know, they're always just be struggling. And, and so, really, I think that we have to kind of push the way that we look at the way that we look at business. And the business really can be a, be a true business and help hundreds of people. Um, and so that's kind of this new kind of class of business for social entrepreneurship, or social entrepreneurship. And so I think that, that with more and more companies that become you know, socially aware, that they really support something where they encourage specific demographic of people, um, that we're going to be able to begin to see that shift between nonprofit and social entrepreneurship. And so I think that, that we just have to kind of rework the way that we think about, about what those two things do. So the nonprofit supports Yeah, so our, all of our women get professional counseling. We have professional 
So after being employed, but after working through all the comments, they also working through kind of with their core beliefs and, and really began to work on that stuff outside of work. Um, and so that that leads into it, right? That's why we're still talking about the social accounting piece of it, is because that leads into work. And so I think that things that I didn't be able to work on that stuff a lot more because we're always into work environment, and that they're, we're all working. And so when we meet weekly, we all talk about what do we do well, what do we do not do, how can we improve. Um, and so it's, it's, that's just the way that we go from the very beginning. And that you're going to fail, and failure in fact is not a failure. Failure is a success. Um, it's, it's a success that you showed up with, even if you messed up. It's a success that you're no longer because you're actually succeeding in the work. That's a success. And so any failure really isn't a failure. Um, if you if you can look at it and say I gave 100%, now there's sometimes that we don't give 100%, ourselves are food, and that and that we have to learn to be able to lead from a place that, that failure is an actual failure, that's not the end. Um, and so that's kind of that's kind of just the environment that we have. And so it's it's very much an environment of health and, and of wellness, um, food the whole system from your mind and body and spirit and, and everybody's on a different path and different it's really just part of that part of that grow and manifest in Within an organization, is that everybody's on their own path. It's uh, being an organization more than reaching in more than one uh, country. How would you say that you deal with the challenges of achieving the lines of communication? Uh, is it would you say it's about is it kind of process? Yeah, I would say that that we are we have a very open communication policy like in our company here in the state. And over the years, there's levels of accountability for, for money and there's levels of accountability for our communication. And so it's, it's really kind of the same that we all represent it all. Like, there is a bigger than any one of us. Um, and so we just, we have, we have open communication now. Sometimes there's communication barriers with, you know, working with an Ethiopia from either one not understanding what they're saying, um, to different phrases don't quite translate the correct way. To their different understandings of, of what is expected on either end. And so, what you do with that is that when there's an expectation, that you just continue to communicate um, until, there's, until there's an understanding. So, you know, the greatest way to have this communication is to have one and then not be clear. Yeah, that's true. This is that work in translation with my partner's um, similar situation. I remember conveying instructions, medical instructions. Uh, somehow, I mean, there's a story of it being clear what you should think the translator said. This is something you have to do, you have to listen to it. But he was like, you absolutely, it's okay, I agree with you, and I, I can see where that lost translation when it happens. Yeah, sure. and I think when that happens, that you just continue to, you just continue to clarity until both parties are like, okay, I absolutely get you. Instead of sitting in this place of not for sure to understand one way or the other. There have been many times where sometimes it's being translated to me and I'm like, I don't understand that. I don't understand what you're saying to me. And sometimes it's being translated from Afro-Romo to Aramaic to English. So it goes through two people before it even gets to me. And then what I have to say has to be translated back to those two speakers to even get to the person that I'm talking to. And so there's a lot that can be lost in translation. And so you just have to continue to make sure that you're, that you're fully, and, and then that's the person that you're communicating with the, the ability to be like, wait a second, I don't understand either. Instead of just assuming that we know what we're, what we're talking about and then being in a place of complete misunderstanding. It's such a great open compact for sure. And you have to see what partners have done with uh, other charities and like my new businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find the, the social enterprise group 
Yeah, I think the 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 intent is to respect the world, not boundaries, not have a separate whether or not you're a business or a street business, it is incredibly hard. And so the one the way that I think that we've been able to respect it in our community is that we are doing both, um, and that and that even in our groups that we have social work behind it. Um, and so I think that that's really where to give us, you know, kind of people's respect as far as like, wow, we don't really have work at any time and we do that. Um, and so I think that that, and here's the deal, people want to do good, right? Naturally, people want to do good, but they often don't know how. Human trafficking is a, is a very broad and deep issue, and so it's hard to digest and figure out, like, how do I actually in this, in this arena? And so when there's a, when there's an easier solution, such as just buying a candle, that provides you some help for the woman, it's, a, it's kind of like a no-brainer. Like, oh, I actually want to, I don't want to do way that I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't allow the person to have this job and put it on the seat and be running into a stable. Yeah. So, that's the best part of getting, getting out there with organizations and help to is, is, is definitely the process. Uh, how do you get for the green party thing starts? What is the greatest benefit? Yeah, I think the idea kind of came from the, to be able to give our women uh, more skills. So, candle making is not necessarily a transferable skill, um, but working retail is a transferable skill, and communication is a transferable skill, and money collecting is a transferable skill. And so, it really came first out of the idea and how do we create more opportunities for women so that when they leave our organization, because that's the goal, the goal is for them not to feel this forever. The goal is to get them steady and stable into their lives with kind of launching pad into employment. Um, is that they have more skills in the future. Oh, that's that's incentive for sure. Uh, so, what is your favorite part of your work? Oh gosh, um, that's a hard that's a hard question. I would think it's just the the, the beautiful relationships that I've been able to form from other business owners to partnerships like Mr. Newgrounds and. And really being able to, to get into the community and, and the relationship with the, with the women that we have, the, the privilege of employing, to our home office staff, I think that that's just been a really, really cool transformative thing for myself. So, speaking of the, some of the partnerships you've been talking about, I'm a huge fan of uh, the photography that you guys use. So, I have to ask, what are the topics you have? Uh, I did notice you wrote this contract, for instance. Yes. So I'm very particular about it, and so we've been very fortunate to find the people that really understand what we're trying to offer. And so you'll never see a picture of a sad kid. You'll never see a picture of a of a sad or desperate woman. You always see pictures of hope. The whole idea behind that is that we're not manipulating our buyers into buying something because they see something sad. Um, and so we are very, very particular about the way that our images are portrayed. We're very particular about the words that we use. Um, we're very particular about when we will and when we use um, somebody's face. Um, and so that we're not re-explaining them to the cell of a candle. And so um, we have been very, very fortunate that we work with, with a couple of different people that really understand that we're trying to use from a mission standpoint and also really understand the risk that we're going through. So um, we're, we're kind of very... Because they play roots and colors rather than that light period, so that was really important that, that we have that same look across all of our organizations. So, how do you have that conversation with the photographers? How do you make sure that they're capturing? Yeah, so um, we've been very fortunate with the people that do all of our international work. We've um, uh, had contact, have been over to Ethiopia two or three times, and once we were there, 
easy thing to realize that there are two different ways that you can have to do this. You can have to do this now, um, or you can have to do this And this is really, they're, they're part of our company. Um, you know, I, I see Stephen Kyle often, and they're part of our company, and they understand what we're doing. They've been at big milestones, they've really opened up doors, and they've met with the selected officials, and they've photographed over those things. They've got to see every milestone of the company, they were out of, they're out of any fundraiser, so they get to do that. So, they're just a part of our company, they, they know what our core values are, and they're able to show that to their photography. So, it is, it is a long time of the like hundreds of thousands of pictures, and you might use, you know, 2,000 of them. Um, because we do a few to make sure that it meets all of our provisions that we That's helpful, but it's definitely you have to involved in this Luckily, you have to do that to the company, though. If I just had somebody to that photograph, it's sort of actually the movie company that they have, because the photographer is actually capturing the essence of the project, the essence of what our company is. I do some work with that for a moment, but that's what I've been Three words that I really describe our business. Authentic, progressive, justice. And I say authentic because we really describe as a company like leadership to be as authentic as we possibly can. Um, I would say progressive and that we're really kind of moving the needle and how we are the process needs to be changed. And I would say justice um, because there's a difference between mercy and justice. And that mercy work is just fixing the immediate problem. Justice work is figuring out that it's happening to begin with. And so we really try to work from human trafficking from, uh, you know, teaching little girls that they can bring and then working with appropriate and teaching that they can bring again. So any cool projects? Yeah, we actually have a couple cool projects. We are opening up a full-time store and third college. So we do this small here in the end of the day. Um, we're opening up a full-time store, and so that is definitely something that is good for my, my time and energy, but we're looking at that very project, and um, looking at how to be opening up another another nearby mall as well, where they call it a piece of stuff. So that's what we got going. So, all right. much for tuning in. If you like what you heard and you would like to keep up to date on future episodes, hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening device. And I also have an active newsletter for podcasts, updates, and etc. And the link for that is available in the show notes if you'd like to opt into that. And of course, tell all your friends and I'll see you soon on future episodes.